0: Welcome to Brainstuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brainstuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Bogs are pretty awesome as far as sweeping mud fields of dead, buried plants go. They store the energy of generations of plants in their mass, which can be harvested as peat. They're also havens for mummies. Artifacts buried beneath bogs, including human bodies, may be kept in astonishingly good condition for thousands and thousands of years. They've all got stories to tell, and today we'll look at the weird science that makes their preservation possible. Common in cool, wet parts of the world, bogs are waterlogged grounds that form when decaying plant matter, known as peat, accumulates in low-lying areas. Bogs are usually found in cool climates and often in lake basins created by Ice Age glaciers that no longer get a steady flow of river or stream water. Over time, mosses cover the heap like a blanket, and in most cases, this mossy layer is primarily made of a moss called sphagnum. Sphagnum moss has the power to transform an entire landscape. Water or dirt trapped beneath sheets of it will be cut off from the normal supply of oxygen from the atmosphere. Also, sphagnum soaks up calcium and magnesium, which makes the underlying soil and water mildly acidic. Since bacteria and fungi find those conditions inhospitable, the dead vegetation decomposes at a phenomenally slow rate. Instead of breaking down right away, it lingers. Piling up over time, masses of the botanical waste gradually turn into peat, a soggy, mud-colored substance. Peat can be used as animal bedding and as a fossil fuel, which makes it an important commodity in places like the Irish Midlands and in Scotland, where it's the traditional fuel for fires that dry out grain to make Scotch whiskey, imparting smoke and its flavors along with that heat. But to archaeologists, peat is a lot less valuable than the human corpses that sometimes come with it. Bogs have long fascinated humans, not just for their fossil fuels. The spongy soil has intrigued people as far back as the Bronze Age. Many people died in these bogs or were placed there after their deaths. And these bog bodies, as they're known, have been found all over the world. The wetlands of northwestern Europe, for instance, is a bog body hub. Hundreds of these corpses have turned up in Germany, England, the Netherlands, and neighboring countries. In 2011, peat harvesters working in Ireland accidentally ran over a Bronze Age corpse with a milling machine. Dubbed the Cashel Man, the harvester found all that was left of an adult male who probably died in his 20s. His body was riddled with injuries, including a broken arm and a nasty cut across the backside. Some of these may have been caused by the compressing weight of the bog moss above him, or the blades of that milling device. Nevertheless, archaeologists have reason to suspect that the Cashel man was a ritualized sacrifice victim. Other European bog bodies have displayed stab wounds, slit throats, and evidence of torture. Historians think that the local wetlands were once a hotbed for religious sacrifices. Carbon Dating tells us the Cashel Man perished about 4,000 years ago, seven centuries before King Tutankhamun was born. To date, he's the oldest European bog body on record with intact skin. That's right. The corpse of somebody who's been dead for four millennia still has its skin attached. And this isn't a fluke. Lots of bog bodies retain some or all of their original skin. The Tollund Man, a 2,300-year-old corpse recovered from a Denmark peat bog in 1950, has skeletonized hands, but elsewhere his skin is so well-preserved that little details like the wrinkles on his forehead are still visible. Although the Tollund Man's skin didn't rot away, the mummification process did change its appearance and texture. Like the Cashel Man and lots of other bog bodies, he sports leathery, dark brown skin— Some of them also have preserved hair that was dyed red after death. This is most likely caused by a recently discovered polymer called sphagnin, which seeps out of dead sphagnum moss. If you think of leather, it's made through a process called tanning that strengthens the bonds between some of the natural fibers in animal hides. As a tanning agent, sphagnin has the same effect on human skin, rendering it tough and tea-colored. Sphagnin also binds with nitrogen, which bacteria need to survive. So by removing nitrogen from the environment, sphagnin helps prevent the spread of microorganisms that would normally be breaking down human and animal remains. And furthermore, sphagnin, along with the acid that it turns into, pulls calcium right out of dead bodies. Bones get weakened in the process. Although sphagnin does a fine job of preserving skin, its calcium thievery isn't great for skeletons. Mummies have been found in certain bogs with soft, extra flimsy bones that are about as sturdy as cardboard and that have been distorted by heavy peat. But that's assuming the decalcification process doesn't altogether eliminate bones. Lots of bog bodies have been found missing bones, and some of the mummies are totally boneless. The latter are basically human-shaped bags of leathery skin wrapped around some pickled organs. Not all bogs are so hostile to bones, though. The water's acidity level varies from bog to bog, and this impacts corpse preservation. Archaeologists have discovered that in really acidic peat bogs, the resident mummies have lots of skin and soft tissue and weak or non-existent bones. But there are some boggy places with relatively alkaline water. Here, the environment pretty much has the opposite effect on corpses— a take, for example, the Windover Archaeological Site, a peat-bottomed pond in Florida that became the final resting place for dozens of Native Americans between 7,000 and 8,000 years ago. Skeletal remains from 168 people have turned up in the peat. A large deposit of crushed-up snail shells lying under the pond supplies the water with magnesium and calcium carbonates. That makes the water more alkaline, neutralizing the sphagnum to an extent. Instead of mummified skin bags, the bog is rife with naked bones and skeletons. Bare as they are on the outside, the ancient bones had a big surprise in store for scientists. Brain tissue was found in more than 90 of the Windover Pond skulls, making them extra fascinating finds. By the way, bonus fact of the episode, most carnivorous plants, such as sundews and pitcher plants, grow in bog soils, which tend to be nutrient-poor. Eating animal prey is a strategy that helps them obtain vital nutrients. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tyler Klang for iHeartMedia and HowStuffWorks. For more on this and lots of other topics that aren't too bogged down, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com.